Blog Talk Radio. time with Jerry. I have Steve White holding on the line, but I want to make a couple of announcements. Y'all know we have paranormal events coming up, so in order to know where all those paranormal events are, you need to go to Virginia Paranormal Events, which is John Stevens' page, um, to get the latest events that are going all over everywhere. There's a bunch of them. Okay, let's see. Steve White. Paranormal Investigator, but he also has the page Paranormal Research and Hauntings from Around the World. So if you haven't been on his page, you need to go and like it, because I do. He puts some very interesting, um, debatable conversations and questions and things out there. So it's really good when you're trying to understand things and you have to interact with certain things. So it's, it's, one, it's, it's a good page. So you want to go check that out. But anyway, I'm not going to keep him holding. Um, Like I said, for any of the latest paranormal events, just go to John Stevens' Virginia Paranormal Events page. And he has a website, www.virginiaparanormalevents.com. So, Annie Hara, let me go over here. Let's unmute you, if it will unmute you. There we go. I was about to say, good Lord. Hello. Hey, how are you? Fine, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, hanging in there like everybody else. <laughs> I know it. I'm getting ready for Turkey Day. You got? Are you going somewhere? Or do you have a lot of people coming over? Or? People coming over. Oh. Oh, well. yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a pretty happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, we've got quite a few people coming over, so I have quite a few things to do. I'll start cooking tomorrow. You're going to be busy. I am. <laughs> well, sometimes busy is good. Sometimes we prefer not to be that busy. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> okay, well, so I noticed uh, – before we were talking about people going to well-known haunted locations. Yes. And because they don't catch anything, any type of evidence, photos, and so on, Mm -hmm. they will come back and say, that place is not haunted. And I'm referring to 
St. Augustine's Lighthouse. I know a very, very reputable team in Florida that went there and come back and said, this lighthouse is not haunted. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Hold on just a second. Because I know a thousand people that went before you that is, it's extremely active. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, <laughs> they should know better. They should have never said that. I, I just, you know. Well, maybe I mean, they didn't like them. Maybe the spirits there didn't like them. Well, it, it all has to do with your personal approach, your techniques. Of course. You know, you know, you, you, you can't go anywhere and expect anything to happen. Mm-hmm. Because you can't go to any lake and expect to catch fish. It's, you know, right. it's, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing. You know, right. I, I just, and I hear this quite often. I'm like, okay, now, hang on. <laughs> so you, are you telling me all these other people are just making up stories about it being haunted? You know? <laughs> like, right, exactly, exactly. I mean, I've been to places that I, I didn't get anything. I told you that a couple of weeks ago. I went to a place, and there was just, like, nothing there. I've been to Williamsburg, one of the most considered, one of the most haunted places, you know, around. And there's been times that I haven't gotten anything. It doesn't mean that they're not there. I always tell people that just because you don't think that something's not there or you're not getting any activity on equipment yeah. doesn't mean that they're not there And my... EVPs from this past weekend prove that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, some people, their expectations are so high. You just, you can't, you know, if you get something, great. If you don't, don't be disappointed because, again, it's just like fishing. You know, you tried your best. Well, I think a lot of people, they... They watch so much of the TV and so much of the different shows, and, you know, they're not understanding that we spend hours upon hours reviewing records, reviewing body cam, or I do footage. It's not, and on the TV, of course, they cut, you know, they cut it out, they, you know, they make it to where it's right then and there. It's instantaneous, and it's not when it comes to paranormal stuff. No, 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 no. Hours of listening to things. And I think it's the same thing with police departments, CSI. You know, oh, we get the evidence back in 24 hours. Well, in reality, you don't get the evidence back in 24 hours. It's two to three (laughs) years to get things back. It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. That's, you know, and that's something else. brought up a good point. A lot of people don't know how much time it, you put into reviewing evidence. Right. I mean, and I'm behind on this, actually. Gosh, Kimberly Moxley asked me last month, have you had a chance to review all the stuff from Old House Woods that we did several months ago, and I have not had a chance to sit down and review it. I wanted to get David's stuff reviewed because I was excited about what happened in that room upstairs only to find that that all that got there was a time lapse and it, and all that evidence is gone and I'll never be able to get it back and it was upsetting oh yeah I mean you know it, people got to understand that investigators go over that evidence over and over and over 
just right. in case they miss something, you know. I mean, right. it, it takes a lot of time. Right. No, it, it does. Many you hours. You don't just. Uh, yeah. It takes a lot of personal time. You know, um, have you ever dealt with very many paranormal skeptics? I have dealt with a few, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I, I actually, I dealt with one. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. <laughs> Since you mentioned yeah. it. Well, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I don't mind it either. You know, I actually went on a, para, well, paranormal skeptic live show, and we had a little debate. <laughs> you know? Uh-oh. So, <laughs> I mean, they didn't try to disprove what I was saying. They tried to find reasonable explanations for what was going on. You know, which that's perfectly fine, you know. Mm-hmm. But, for instance, I was telling them, yeah, you know, I was sitting at home one day, and all of a sudden, one coin flew through the air, hit the wall so hard, the dogs came out barking from underneath the table, which it was asleep. And then oh, wow. within 30 seconds, another coin hit the bookshelf. So I'm explaining this to them, and they're trying to find a reasonable explanation. And their most reasonable explanation was, well, are you sure it didn't come in through the window? What? what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this could have come funny. in through the window. It's probably going to break some glass. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, I mean, I don't, I don't mind having – um, healthy conversations, and I'm saying healthy with people that, you know, are skeptics, as long as you don't sit there and, you know, disrespect or bash what I do. I don't have a problem yeah, with that at all. But, you know, when people but start going is- overboard and start being rude, then I'm going to have a problem because we're all adults and everybody's entitled to to their opinions, and you can agree to disagree. I have one particular friend of mine he doesn't believe in the in spirit world at all he believes you die you go to heaven you don't come back we've had a discussion about that and that's okay i mean you know that's right right, we're adults adults. you know we ain't in the elementary and high school anymore i you know i was i respect everybody's opinion doesn't mean i'll personally agree with it but i respect it right you know and I'm not going to fluctuate my indifferences with them. I'm going to be like, okay, well, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I mean, it's no point in getting all bent out of shape and getting all mad and cussing each other out oh, over. Some people get really frustrated. I'm like, chill. They do. It's not that bad. You know? They do. If you can... If you can explain to me and find a reasonable explanation as to why something happened, I'm all about it. Let me have it. You know? <laughs> Please I'm still do tell. Out, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out a reasonable explanation, you know, from what happened with my um, body cam footage because that disappeared um, in the most critical spots, you know, which was the uh, – which which was the room with the most evidence in it. Yeah, I tell you, the one I liked best about what you guys did was the cabin on 360. Uh, wait, no, it wasn't there. Um, anyways, it's where you asked the spirit to take a drag off a cigarette, and the cigarette lit up. 
that was the cabin on 360s. Um, that was the woods where the cabin on 360, that was the back. I think that was the mid woods that we were in. Well, that was amazing because almost on command, that cigarette lit up like someone was dragging it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. no breeze, no no wind would cause that whatsoever because the light right. was just right. You could, you could see the end of it light up. Yeah, that was really cool. And um, I think my body cam footage, I didn't have my body cam down low enough to catch it. I'm going to have to start. I don't know why. I guess I wear it in the middle of my chest when I really have to learn to wear it lower to catch stuff instead right. of so high. So I'm kind of learning that um, how to position that properly. Um, oh, well, yeah. And thank God the one guy that was with us had a flashlight, the you know, the black light flashlight, because if right, he wouldn't right. have that, I wouldn't have been able to get that evidence like that. Those type of flashlights can come in real handy. Heck, yeah. Because it's, yeah. Because it's not too bright, the lighting's right. just right, right, and there's some color to it, you know. Right. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's like that's kind of like one of the best birthday presents ever. That's what um, Savannah Outlaw gave me for my birthday. She was like, she gave everybody that, you know, on, at our Libra party last year, and I was so glad right. that she um, gave it to us because it comes in really handy. Well, let me ask you a question about the Cabin on 360, and I'm just curious because have you guys ever captured any voices from any spirit children around there? We were in the woods, I want to say, um, it was either the winter or summertime when Ryan, we had a group of people with us, and we um, got children giggling in the woods. That is amazing. I had that happen to me once. <clears throat> I was staying in an old carriage house just outside, well, about 20 miles outside of Salem, Massachusetts. And I was down in the main room, and I heard these two children laughing, and I wasn't going to say a word. I thought, well, yeah, my imagination. Well, there's no children there. And finally, this girl goes, I just heard two kids laughing. I'm like, awesome, because that's my confirmation. (laughs) You know? I was curious. I'm like, I wonder if they're laughing at me. (laughs) Which I really didn't care. It was just really awesome to hear. And it was disembodied, so that made it really unique. That sounded like it would so. be neat. Children oh, yeah, children. yeah. Yeah, I've, I've had one follow me back from the, from the cabin on 360 Woods, but that was my fault for not um, telling her to stay back. Um, and yeah. we were pl- actually... I felt her presence there, and it was almost like we were sitting, we were playing. I think I put it on Facebook Live. We were playing back and forth. I forgot what toy we had. Um, And I failed to say stay back. And I came home, I think it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, a spoon. I have a spoon that I keep by my bed because I use it to ground with. I know people think that's weird, but you ground with these and um, you rub them on your feet and it grounds you. And that spoon flew off of my table 
and uh. knew it was the little girl. I just knew it. I felt the presence, and I and it was the same energy like it was at the cabin on 360's Woods. So I just told her, I said, I need you to go back to the woods. I was like, you can't stay here with me. And she did say, okay. And she went back, and that ceased. But it was my fault for not telling her to stay, like I wow. should have done to begin with. So. Well, I mean, these are things we don't think of right away on the spot. You know, these are things we think about later on. Well, maybe I could have, or maybe I should have. But right. It's, it's so hard to do that kind of stuff right on the spot. Right. Because, you know, you're, you're just amazed at what you're catching, and you're just like, oh, wow. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we were having a blast, you know. Um, and I think it was actually, I think it was me, Ryan, and his daughter that particular night that was doing that, and her boyfriend. It wasn't, it wasn't like your normal big group of people. It was just like four people, and that was it. And, you know, I, you get excited with some of the stuff that you get, and you don't always think to do that, but I, like I said, right. she ended up going with me, and I ended up asking her to go back, and she respectfully did. Wow. So, and I know wow. her energy um, when she's around. That Spirits have particular energies to them, so you know who's who. Right, right. Well, you know, one of the things most people will tell you, your best ghost hunting tool is yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your intuitions yeah. will kick in. Very and, true. You know, I, I, you know, I don't know that I have all that, but, you know, sometimes I'm like, hey, you know, I think. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, that stuff, I think a lot of that takes, Everybody has the ability to communicate with spirit. I believe that, but there's stuff that comes with that, and there's work that comes with that. It's not something that just happens overnight, you know. Oh no, and no. There's so, there. It's like I tell people with Reiki, it's daily maintenance. It's not something that you just. Hi, it's not something that you just pick up and put <laughs> down the next. You know, it's okay, I have daily. Reiki. I'm, I'm good forever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you always get people that will say uh, an example, um, I want to learn how to do Reiki. Well, I don't have a problem teaching people how to do Reiki, but there's maintenance that comes with that. It's not something that you just pick up and say, okay, I got this title, so let me just keep it as a title, you know what I mean? There's stuff you got to do with it. You can't just pick it up like that. It's energy work. It. You know, you have to live it and breathe it, and um, a lot of people don't yeah. do that. Well, I, I, when I was in Boston, I had Reiki done on me for the first time, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? She had the music going. She had the music going and all this tranquil stuff and doing all the touching techniques or whatever they do, and I was like, wow. So I asked her, I said, does this stuff ever take place in a hospital? She's like, oh, yes, yes, we do this in hospitals a lot. Do you know what? Um, Navy um, Portsmouth Hospital has 22 Reiki practitioners. It was the first military institution as far as a hospital to implement Reiki within that hospital. So they trained 22 people. 
They have 22 nurses that are Reiki practitioners. Well, that right there holds a lot of volume. (laughs) Yeah, you can research it if you put if you pull up um, Reiki, Portsmouth Naval Hospital. They have 22 practitioners. So that that tells you how how powerful that particular energy work is. Right. Right. Full. You know, and people um, serious. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So um, let me ask you a question. I don't know anything about using pendulums, but do you like using one? I I use it. I do, um, but I use it more when I am doing. I do it. I use it when I do Reiki a lot because I okay. use that pendulum to help balance um, a person's chakras. Uh-huh. Now I have well, used I mean, pendulums. To to open you know not open I'm sorry to look for portals also. That you know what you just yeah <laughs> that is one of the number one ways they tell you to try to find an open portal. Yeah, and you can find the beginning Absolutely. of the portal through a pendulum and the ending of a portal through a pendulum. It's the way it swings. So sometimes I'll yeah. have to go to a person's house and. Find the portal if there is one, because it, that pendulum swings a certain way. It swings clockwise yeah. when it when you find the beginning of it, and I believe it's counterclockwise when you find the end of it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I don't. I have zero knowledge on that. But, uh, it's you know, been a somebody... while since I've seen that. Um, but yeah, I've been to a few places with pendulums, but I implement that with my Reiki work. Somebody asked me this question the other night, and it was, she said, well, I just ordered me this crystal pendulum. Should I be worried? Is it the same as using an Ouija board? And I'm like, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I don't know. I've been, I've been looking at um, TikTok lately because I get a lot of my workout ideas you know I do a lot of workouts and um, that's where I get a lot of my workout ideas at and I had seen one particular pendulum there that's hooked to this like piece of wood and it moves funny it's weird so I went ahead and I ordered one I was like all right let me just order one but it doesn't move like the people's in the videos move, and I'm just wondering what is moving theirs? What spirit is, did did they conjure up something to do that? Because you would have to go on there. When I see the video again, I'll send it to you. I'll share it, and then you can see what I'm talking about. It's like something is, is manipulating that. And to me, that's when you would start wondering, okay, can that part can that particular pendulum be used as a Ouija board because of what they've done to get whatever they've gotten to move that? It's I I have to send you the video so you'll know what I'm talking about. It's yeah, crazy. that sounds absolutely. Yeah, it sounds interesting. That 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 just <laughs> so um going back to the carriage house I was staying at just outside of Salem, it was. 
people that work there <laughs> said it was very haunted. So I thought, huh. and that's not why I stayed there. I mean, that wasn't my intention. But I had my stuff with me, and I thought, well, let's just uh, wait till everybody's sleeping and browse around here and see what we can stir up. So I never used headphones before while doing EVPs. So I went down into the basement inside of this carriage house, and, of course, everyone's sleeping and I'm alone. So I put on the headphones, start my recorder, and the first question I ask is, can anybody see me? And this male spirit comes back and says, we can see you. I thought, hey, I kind of <laughs> like these headphones. <laughs> That's really cool. This is really unique. <laughs> yeah, they like temperature, too. When I was at the manor house this weekend, manor house, damn it, with um, David Flowers and John Stevens, David Flowers asked that question, um, Do you can you sense temperature? And a female spirit came over and said yes. That's, that's pretty amazing. You know, that mm-hmm. brings me to a question that, like, do we know 100% sure that spirit could actually see in a lights-out condition? But I've also known people to do tests with that in a lights-out condition, holding mm-hmm. their cards with numbers on them, going, what number am I pointing to? And believe it or not, they got an intelligent reply. <laughs> Oh, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised with that. I'm going to have to try that at the manor. Uh, manor. I keep saying it wrong. Manor house. When I go, um, eventually we're going to go to Bell Grove Plantation. Um, oh, where that's, that's on my at. That's on. That's where we're going to go to. We have to schedule it in January because they're not really doing any personal light tours in December. So we're going right. to go in January on a Friday, and we're looking forward to that. Oh, that'll be that'll be great. You know, yeah. I, I've done a lot of research, tons of research on that place. <laughs> it's totally amazing. Yeah, oh, I bet it is. And we, we were looking forward to it. We wanted to go December 17th, but when I called this morning, the lady's like, I'm not doing any, um, they're not doing any, like, individual public tours um, for the month of December, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, that's okay because I have a couple locations I got to investigate. Plus, I can always go where David Flowers is at. So it's, you know, I like going to the Manor House. It's it's just really cool to go there. If you well, if you haven't you know yet, there's a small cemetery right by that that house. Oh, the Manor and, House. Yeah, and supposedly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at different times, uh, I don't know if it was one of the owners or the housekeepers, but she would go out there and try to compromise with the spirit and tell them, please don't hold these other spirits hostage in this home no more. You know, huh. let them go. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it, it's very interesting. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's fun. it's you know like I said it's weird because when you just when you think that spirit isn't there it's there just like at the cabin I had I meant to do a Facebook live on my weekend um, but having the experience at the cabin going there 
thinking that, you know, when Ryan and I were down in the basement, I'm sitting over here thinking that my equipment is my equipment is malfunctioning and it's not. You know, whatever was down there would not let go of the antenna of my REM pod and um you know, I I did a Facebook live on it where I said that I was literally standing here watching, you know, the spirit drain my brand new battery because I had just replaced that battery before Ryan and I went down to the basement. Um, oh, wow. I'm I'm sitting here thinking that my equipment is malfunctioning, and when I got up the next morning, my equipment was fine. So that you know, was some trying to drain the battery out of the REM pod to manifest into something. That's what it was going to do. But I cut it off because yeah, I was. That, that's a pretty interesting topic because, you know, sometimes I think to myself, I'm like, okay, we know that paranormal activity can drain batteries in our equipment, but do mm-hmm. they do it normally on purpose? I think they do. I I don't know. I don't know. I think they do. I think they um, do that because when I asked it to stop, I got it all on Facebook Live. When I asked it to stop, it wouldn't stop. It wouldn't let it go. I think that they do it on purpose because they want to manifest into something, and that's why they do it. Now, when you go to the manor house, when I took that same piece of equipment to the manor house, those spirits – were nice. When I asked them to let go of the antenna, they did. When I asked them to touch it, they did. When I said let go of it, they did. But unfortunately, all that evidence is gone. I've got every other 10-minute recording of everything except for upstairs when it was active. And it pissed me off. I mean, you know, no explanation for it. Yeah, yeah, and that—that's a mysterious, very mysterious thing. I mean, you you got yeah, because I'm sitting here, I'm reviewing my body cam footage, and I'm like, I'm getting ready. I was getting excited because I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, this is the last clip before I start the next clip to go upstairs. And it went upstairs all right, but it went to the clip in the dining room. And I was like, wait a minute, where's my stuff from the round table room? Where is it at? And where is my dousing rod session with the lady? Because there was a lady with me. And I'm like, where's my stuff at? Because I was all excited. I mean, I you, it's even on the body cam. You know, when I went to David Flowers, yeah. I said, well, you don't have to worry about the fact that you missed all this because I got it all in this body cam anyway. And it's not there. 30 minutes of it is gone, and then it picks back up in a different room. And my body cam has not done that. I know one time when Kim and I was on a investigation at Old House Woods, my body cam looked dead. It was it died. It drained, Whatever was out there drained the battery, but it has never lapsed time like that. Yeah, it's you, gone. And it's, that's pretty hard to explain with a reasonable explanation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's not... You know, <laughs> like David Flowers says, if I would have cut it off, I must have cut it off in perfect timing and started it back up because it started right back up in a 10-minute increment, which wow. 
you have to you have to manually with me. I'm just speaking for myself because I'm not the only one with the body cam. I take mine off and cut it off. I don't cut it off while it's clipped to me. I don't know why. I've just always unclipped my body cam and cut it off. So I would have had to do that, but I would have had to remember to cut the damn thing back on, and that is what, what blows my mind. Yeah, I don't know that you'll ever figure that out. <laughs> no, I probably won't. I still sit here trying to figure it out. I want a logical explanation from scientific views, and I haven't found one yet. <laughs> yeah, you probably won't either. <laughs> no, I doubt very seriously that I will. But, you know, so, it's, just, it's okay. just stuff like that. Right, yes, right, Yes, my right. girlfriend, Ray, said they had manners. Over there, they got manners over at the manor house. That's why I like it so much. So if y'all haven't went on a tour there, <laughs> it, you get such a still with David Flowers' tour because he does – it's an hour tour. It starts at 8 o'clock right now because it's in the wintertime. <laughs> he, he gives you the history of the house. He takes you from room to room. He explains he has a piece of equipment for each room that he introduces you to. He shows you how to use it, what it's used for, you know, and then when you're done with the investigation, when you're, excuse me, done with the tour, the history tour of that, you get to take his equipment and go on your own little investigation. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, how, you know, you can't that. No, you're not going to be able to beat that nowhere. (laughs) No, and I mean, the way he has it set up, the way he does it, yeah, I mean, he tells the history of it, and he tells some stories in behind what he does or, you know, what has happened at the manor house. But, you know, for somebody to trust people with their equipment because equipment is expensive, that's a big deal. And the whole house itself is open for you to be allowed to go in. They've allowed that to be open you know, while he's there, of course, to investigate. Right. And it's fifteen dollars. Well, oh, you're not going to beat that nowhere, no how. No. <laughs> you know, and happen. he does such a good job. You know, every time I go, um, I learn well, something new every time I go, and uh, just in the few times that I've been there, I think the spirits are getting re- getting they're getting to know me as well there. Um, I've had yeah. people tell me that there are locations that don't seem as active get more active when I show up. I think I've had three people tell me that so far. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because I'm a Reiki practitioner or, you know, they pick up that I do energy work or that I can communicate with the other side is what I'm assuming. Um, but the, right. I've had people tell me that the paranormal activity picks up when I come out. Oh, so there, that's interesting. Yeah, it could be all the above. But, you know, there's yeah. no telling. You know, but I think um, it's, I think it has to do with the person's approach to on how you approach them. But a lot of times, if they know that you're that you can communicate with that side, they're excited about that. That there's actually a person that's able to you know able to do that. You know. Okay, going into communication with spirit, mm-hmm. it was about two weeks ago, okay, I hear this knock, 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 not on my door, but on the wall, and I thought, uh, yeah, okay, well, whatever it is, I don't know. Then I hear it again, and the sink with the four knocks, 
So I knocked back four times trying to check this situation, and I get four more knocks back. Oh wow! That I'm tell yeah I I was like seriously. <laughs> so from then on, I thought you know what, if I ever hear this again, I'm gonna knock back in the same sequence as I heard it. Because yeah, whatever that. whatever those four knocks were, and I did the same thing right, you know, in the same sequence, it happened again, and I thought. Wow. <laughs> I don't think yeah. I'm imagining this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you, so, you have know, a lot of stuff. Where where do you live at? What state is it? Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Gotcha. Yeah, we're, you know, just a bunch of paranormal Okies down here. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend, Desiree, said it's Morse code when you do the knocking. <laughs> do Morse code. <laughs> I don't know, but, you know, I already had my mind like, well, nothing's going to knock back if I knock. And it happened. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that was and that was amazing, isn't it, when something like that happens? And, yeah. This is always an interesting topic, and I bring it up a lot. But, you know, a lot of people love using a Ouija board. A lot of people will never touch one. A lot of people will never touch one again. Have you personally ever had a bad experience using one? No, because I didn't. I have not used one doing paranormal investigations yet. I did have one as a teenager, as I think many people in our time did. Um, damn, I don't right, even know where right, that was. Right. But I haven't used one. I do want to get one custom-made, but I have to really trust the person that's custom-making it because it's just like anything else. When you go out there and you buy things, their energy is on there, and you don't know what kind of energy. You don't know what intentions they put in that to do it. Like, Like my voodoo doll, for instance. I know that Kimberly made that. I know that she made that with good intentions. I know that she didn't sit there and put bad intentions in my doll. And I try hey, to trust that doll. that doll don't look like me, does it? You better nah. not be poking it. <laughs> no, I'm not. Nope. <laughs> that doll sits there, and it and it and it serves a purpose of actually um, keeping me safe from spirit that comes in my room at night. Because okay, I got you. That's my, um, even if I sleep, it doesn't matter if I sleep with dim lighting, it doesn't matter if I sleep in the dark, spirit passes my bed every single night. I can put water under my bed, it doesn't matter. Um, It just passes by me every night. So every night I get to deal with seeing faces and bodies pass my bed. It's weird. It's funny you said that because I was just going to ask you this question. Not through your peripheral vision, but through your regular vision. Have you ever seen shadows mysteriously just walking by? Yes. And my my that, attitude is if you knew all the shadow people that were out and about, you would not go outside. <laughs> oh, I don't. I've never had a bad experience. I mean, I see them every so often, and I'm like, yeah, well, 
I'm going to sleep. Good night. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's my thing. If you saw, and I mean, it's a dead on too. It's not like out of peripheral vision. It's oh, always no, no. no. And, you know, and it's like mm, if people saw the amount of shadow figures walking in their yard, they probably wouldn't even step foot outside. There's been times I've seen a couple I've ran in my house because it scared me. <laughs> well, you know, if they, yeah, they're very mysterious and they can be very frightening to see. Well, this one slid no, across. I, I'm a person. My neighbor's garage door, and I was on the phone at the time it happened. I forgot who I was talking to, but it. Oh, I know who. I think it was. Was it Frank Lazaro from New Jersey Rope? It was somebody that I was talking to on the phone, and I and I looked at my neighbor's garage door and something slithered across it, a a figure, and it scared me. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning that I was out on my deck because it was a nice night and I was talking, and (laughs) I I ran in the house. Or it could have even been Marjorie, but I ran into my house. I'm like, I'm not staying out here. It scared the crap out of me. I ran in. Because I'm here just – you know, anybody else, if, um, and I'm sure you would react the same way if something really catches you off guard. It scares the crap out of you, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's not exactly what you want to see floating past you, you know. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. So I get scared. Sometimes if I get scared, but I'm sure you're, I get scared just like anybody else would. Oh, you know what? Anybody that says they don't get scared is telling the fib. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, because you know, some, you get scared and then you might, um, it might scare you initially and then you might, like, go after it still, if that makes sense, around the corner like I've done before, you know, where I saw a shadow figure standing in my kitchen and it scared me. I ran the other way, but then I came back around the corner to, to confront it and it was gone, but it just, it coughed me, it caught me off guard. Well, it's. Like those coins that went flying through the air that I was telling mm-hmm. you about earlier. You know, I'm like, and I'm just sitting there watching TV, and I'm like, bam, I hear one, you know, hit the wall. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. And then, bam, one hits the bookshelf and falls off. I'm like, okay, okay, right. no, I'm not imagining this, you know. <laughs> right. And And let me tell you, when you're in that situation, the only thing you can do is say, stop it. That's it. Right. You, you, I mean, you can run, you can hide, whatever you think you want to do. But if you're sitting there and this is happening right in front of you, all you can do is say, stop it. <laughs> you know? That's true. Luckily for me, luckily for me, it stopped. <laughs> if it didn't stop, yeah, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. very true. I've actually had the covers ripped off my bed twice. And the first time, I thought, well, okay, yeah, well, all right, I don't know. I mean, completely ripped off, not just slightly pulled, but swam off of the bed. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to sleep, so I pull them back up. Within a second, shabam, again. I'm like, yeah, okay, this is not cool. <laughs> Time to go no, out of the front room and turn on the TV. <laughs> yeah. But, there's, there's, you know, I can't, I'm, I can't, 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 I can't,
Uh, yeah, when no, because it, it's it's the only thing that's on your mind when you're trying to sleep. You know, <laughs> he's like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just so many fright. Have you ever had a spirit physically push you? I have had. Um, I was standing in a bathroom in one of the houses that we lived in. And I went to round, go out into the hallway, and it was like, it was almost like a something flew past me and pushed me out of the way. And it almost felt like a breeze, like a, like wind. Ah. If that makes I've sense. Actually been, pushed yeah, me yeah, out. yeah, yeah, it does. Get out of my way, bitch, and, you know. <laughs> I've actually been pushed down to the ground. I mean. With a forceful push, and I just fell to the ground. I'm like, oh, shit. And I actually broke my wrist and had to have surgery. But I'm like, oh, this ain't cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, again, what are you going to do? Right. <laughs> hey, I'm still – you're right. <laughs> Nothing. Well, no, I mean, you just get up and go, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah, but spirits are spirits are funny in a way that they can get mad at people for reasons that we have no idea why. You know, you know why is this particular spirit so pissed off? You know, I mean right. I can assume why, but I absolutely gave it no reason to be. You know, well maybe that, sometimes that, I mean I, I wonder sometimes if just spirit picks up a person's demeanor. You know, if they pick up their energy, you know, like not everybody can pick up everybody's energy. Like, I, if you got an energy icky, if you got a icky energy, I'm going to be able to pick that up in two seconds. You know, and I'm just wondering if spirits are able to pick up that energy like we are. I'm pretty sure, you know, and I don't know how true this is, but some people will say that they can see our auroras. If that makes sense. Yeah, the aura. Yeah, I can look at your aura. I can tell you what color it is. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, you have to focus. I don't know. You have to really work hard with that, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I don't have that kind of knowledge, so <laughs> I'm just. Well, it's really well. easy. It's really easy to do. Yeah, I would think that they would be able to, Desiree. Um, it's real easy to to read aura. You're just. With the aura, you're just basically like taking your hand and you're holding it up to a solid surface like a piece of white paper, and you're you're staring at your hand, um, but you don't want to get stare at it to the point where you're cross-eyed because then you're over-staring. Mm-hmm. So you just want to kind of look at that white piece of paper and look at your hand, and you focus your eyes, and then eventually you'll start to see color. Okay, and well, then, I might have to give that a look. Yeah, when you get really good at reading aura, you know, as you start to practice, because this is something that, this is, again, not something that you pick up one day and say, okay, I'm going to pick this up today, and then you put it down tomorrow. It's something that you have to do every single day, and that's how come now I can read um, at least two layers of aura. Some people can read more. I can see the first two layers. That's pretty interesting. Three times. Um, 
Okay, here's another interesting topic. <laughs> I personally have not ever had one, but have you ever had a demonic experience? Yeah. I got possessed. Okay, I got possessed oh, in 2014 wow. twice that's, in one night. That's a spooky thought. You and, know that, and yeah. I don't remember it. I, I don't. My sister was there, and she was scared, and there was a room full of people there. Um, but I don't, I personally don't remember it. I, the only thing I remember is, um, something sitting into me. The same spirit got me twice, but the first time she sat into me, she pushed my head down into my chest and sat down in my body, and I don't remember anything. And um, according to what I was told, Frank Lazaro and his team, because I was with New Jersey Rope <laughs> at the time doing some training, did what they needed to do as far as their prayers and stuff that they were trained to do to to get that out. And then the second time it happened the second time with the same team, thank God at at the same night. um, I just, I don't remember anything. My sister remembers all that. Uh, And that's why I get, you know, asking, do you want, I want to go, you know, investigate a place by myself. That's you know you don't you don't know what's out there, so you have to be really careful with what you do oh, yeah. because you know the same thing with the debate that me and this lady keep getting into with um, Rosewell over in Gloucester, where you know she says that there's nothing um, in the woods that's demonic. How do you know that for sure? Because there are portals. In and out. Yeah, she's so making an assumption. That? That's true. You, you, you know, you and I don't, I don't mean to argue about it. I'm just saying, how do you really know that? Because, all right, so that young man that went to the woods that particular night, maybe something opened up, maybe a dimension or something opened up, and he saw something that, you know, scared him to the point he doesn't want to come back, but just because that person didn't experience it doesn't mean it's not there. That, that, yeah, absolutely. That's so very true. Um, as a paranormal investigator, do you think it's a good idea to at least have some knowledge, not a lot, but some on demonology? I think that you should. Yeah. Because if you, I'm always afraid to investigate with other people because of the fact that, like New Jersey Rope, for instance, that's my home team. They are trained very professionally on how to handle possession and things like that. Whereas some people, like if something happened to me on a possession side, the only person that I can confidently say would know what they're doing, there's two people. One is Dennis, and the other person is Kimberly. Those are the only two people that would know what to do. And if they're not investigating with me, then I'm screwed. 
Right, right. Yeah, you're kind of alone on that situation. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hear so many so many people say, oh, I'd like to watch an exorcism, and I'm like, oh, h- hang on just a second. No, you wouldn't. No. I, I'll bet you, no. <laughs> this will scar you for life, I promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that it, you know, the people that were there when that happened to me, they'll never forget that. And I don't really, I don't remember anything, but I know that um, one time, Frank had told me that I would meet my match one day, and he was right. I I met that match, and that's why, you know, when people talk about going to desolate places by themselves and investigating where other people haven't investigated that yet, not to do you. I wouldn't do that by your by yourself. That's not safe. No, no, no. You know, and like if things no. happen, or knows what number to call yeah. because she got the same training as I did. So she knows what needs to be done. We both do if anything happens. And I do carry the book with me, Power of God, for a reason. There is a book right. that I carry with me when I go on investigations in case anything happens. You know, this <laughs> – yeah. I'm telling you, knowledge is everything, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was, if you don't was, have it – some knowledge. Yeah, and how many people, how many investigators do you know um, carry something like that on their investigations with them? They don't. I guarantee you they don't. Oh, I already know. <laughs> and I'm not bashing people. I'm just saying, you know, yeah. be prepared with everything, not just your equipment. I mean, I have an emergency bag in my car. I know Dennis carries an emergency bag. I know he carries emergency stuff, too. Um, But I have stuff that I carry specifically in case anything happens because you don't know what you're up against. Now, the manor house, I would never worry anything about. I mean, that place has got – it's got its spirits in there, but those spirits are, like, protective of that house. They're not going to let anything that's not supposed to be in there be in there. Uh, that's good. The house of manners. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not, you know you know what I mean. They're just not. So. Um, but I mean, when you investigate the paranormal, you have to take, or you should take every safety precaution you can possibly take. You know. Oh, I agree. Don't just go in there. I mean, because you never know. You know, if you're an investigator and you have no knowledge on any demonology, you're not going to be. You're, there's no way you're going to be able to recognize that type of activity. No. No, and this this oh my gosh, at this lady's house that we this was a training house that I had went to because like New Jersey Rope, they Frank Lazaro, he they have different houses that they take you to that they train their investigators in. He's very he's very organized and very um they're strict. They have training meetings every Monday. They don't play around with their investigations. Um, right. Benefited from that. Um, but that particular spirit presented as black smoke. I kept seeing black swirling smoke in front of me as I, he was talking to me about things, and I was looking at the black swirling smoke. Well, then it went from black swirling smoke to slithering it started slithering in the walls and when i say slither i mean slither 
and it was showing you slither like you see you know how you see the dramatic stuff on when you watch the ghost T V right. channels to kind of enhance it. Okay, well I saw it for real and it just was like I'm like she just slithered in behind that picture. And then she was able to manipulate the temperature of the room. She was good. She she was able to manipulate that. And then she was she manifested into something very beautiful. And then before she took me over a second time, she went into some ugly, dark, demonic figure. Oh, wow. That's it, I'm cool. telling you, that, you know, that part, I remember she was standing in front of me, um, and she was so pretty. And then she just went to this ugly, yucky-looking black thing and took me over from there. And then it took five people to pull me out the house. And I remember um, them just dropping me on the pavement. And I guess when she dropped me, when they dropped me on the pavement outside is when she fell out of me is what happened. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. Now, my sister, she still has all that recorded, and so do I. I just don't want to listen to it. Right, because right. Because well, that will come back, and that's what I don't want. Yeah, there are some things in the paranormal field that we choose not to see again. I promise. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't ever want to um, have that type of experience ever again because you don't remember anything. I, I, the only thing I was told is that my voice changed to a high-pitched voice. Um, and I was every other word that came out of my mouth was the F word. That's what I was told. Um, it just wasn't me, you know. And oh, I, I do know. <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, it makes you wonder with stuff like that. Um, you know, like when people commit a murder or something like that, and they say they don't remember anything. I'm not condoning what they did, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I wonder if a possession had taken place at that time that they did stuff. Yeah, you know, and most true possessions that happen to people, they do not remember it. Because my ex-wife was possessed at the age of 14. She would not talk about it, but her mom would tell me all about it. And this happened in Texas. And she, she never, ever once brought it up, but her mother did. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, and the stuff that she told me that they did at the church, I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, glad I wasn't um, there. <laughs> yeah, I've got, um, I've got about a minute left on the air as far as where Vibe okay. Blog Talk yeah. Radio is concerned. Do you want me to pick back up and call you through StreamYard? So we can fin- continue to discuss our stuff. Do you want to do that? Um, I, well, <laughs> I got forty-five seconds. Well, one quick question: Is thoughts on the Mothman real or not? What is it? The Mothman. Does he exist or does he not? I don't know. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> Now, I've got some things I need to do, um, but absolutely, thank you very much for having me on the show. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. <laughs> it was, well, we had a good time. It was interesting, and, you know, we could relate. <laughs> yes, we could. <laughs> All right. I got two seconds. 
<laughs> now I'm okay. done. Happy Thanksgiving. Good night. Good night. I hate when I have to um do that. Let me see. <laughs> I was a hard-drinking sinner with blood on my hands. I was a hard-drinking sinner, a gun in my hands, drinking 40 pounds for dinner till I met a big man. And the man said, I do it do. I do it do.
you freaks out there. This is Ryan. And this is Angie. I'm here too. And Kimmy's here with us. We want to, from the bottom of our hearts, wish you all very merry Freaksgiving. We are super excited to be here tonight, um, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Hope everyone's having a, uh, a good night. Looking forward to hanging out with your families, eating some turkey and or oh, whatever it is. Whatever, yeah, exactly. If you also celebrate Thanksgiving. Po turkin. Yeah. If you want to eat, you know. Po ducking. I don't know. So if you want to eat like turkey made of tofu, go ahead. Eat if you yeah. only eat... A turkey stuffed with a Cornish hen, stuffed with a duck. Yeah, exactly. You can do whatever you want. You you could you could eat like a turkey made of Play-Doh. Ew, it might no. look at you weird. We're not going to judge. Weird. All right, we might judge a little bit if they start doing that. Turkey Play-Doh. No, we got to draw. We have to draw the line. Got to draw the line somewhere. He probably would eat turkey Play-Doh. He would, he would eat turkey Play-Doh. Thanksgiving Play-Doh. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while since we've had my beautiful girlfriend, Angela, with us. No. On the show, we Kimmy has done a great job as my. Co-host with the most. Yes, co-hostess with the mostest. And uh, tell 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 the freaks where you've been. They've been. I'm bad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hundred percent. Like Tristan falls asleep with RJ when I put him down. And apparently, I'm not good at waking up. Yeah, I do try to get. I do try to wake her up. Okay. But I don't try too hard. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I love sleeping. It's all the fun of being dead without the commitment. Well, that's one way to look at it. Hmm? That one, yeah. Yeah. Well, very lucky to have you with tonight on this special occasion. Yes. Well, I, know, I know, you know, every year everyone looks forward to the countdown begins to Freaksgiving. Honestly, I forgot about it until I saw, like, a, a – uh, this has happened last year. Yeah, your memories. Happy freaks. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. So go ahead and change the advertisement up here. Go ahead and make this a Freaksgiving special. So this tonight we've got um, the folks from Paranormal Visionaries coming on the show. They are a new team. I mean, I made it for a good one. Yes. Yes, they should feel very special because they have the whole crew with us tonight. We're getting the band back Exactly. We're, we're getting like we're uh, – Going full force tonight. Everyone's ready to rock. And roll. That's right. We uh, I met them. They came out to the cabin, I think, October, middle of October. And uh, they got some pretty compelling evidence. So I want to talk to them about how they got started and, you know, get get the history, get down to the nitty-gritty. Really get to learn more about these folks. So I'm going to go ahead and put them on the show right about now. Let's see here. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hi, I'm here with uh, Corey and Malcolm. Woo! Welcome, guys. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for having us. I hope you guys are having a yeah, good we, week um, so far. Yeah. Yeah, we got a, a lot of stuff. When, I, when we went over the footage together last night, I was surprised uh, – how much stuff I've seen in the videos and pictures mm-hmm. and um, a lot of voice phenomenon. I didn't expect to get um, such clear phenomenon, two distinct clear 
voice phenomenon. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the the cabin and the rancher. There are plenty. Yeah, I've got probably over a hundred EVPs, probably more like four or close to two hundred EVPs from the cabin, the rancher, and the woods. They like to talk. Yeah, they're very they're very they're very chatty. Um, Usually, while other people are talking. Yeah, yeah, they wait till they wait till we start talking, and then they'd be like, "Oh, let me, let me talk now. You're not paying attention to me." I've got to start giving you good stuff now. <laughs> They're like toddlers. Yeah. Well, anyways, we're here too. I love to whisper in your ear. Yeah. yeah. And growl. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, we've gotten a few growls there too. So I want to get into the cabin, of course, because you know I love I love the place. But I want to also get use this time to to really let's get to know you. Yeah, get to know you. So the people who are listening can get to know you guys get get to know you guys as well. Um. I guess we'll start off with uh, Lexi to answer the questions, and then I forgot you have the other two people's names. Uh, I got uh, Corey, and then I got uh, my half-brother Malcolm with me, which we got a lot of responses uh, with me and him being siblings there. Yeah. So it was uh, kind of shocking. <laughs> especially, well, I mean, especially the, with Randy and uh, Melissa's relationship. So let's go uh, – Answer the questions. Go. Let's go. Lexi, Malcolm, and Corey. So that way you have an order of when to, how to answer the questions. Does that work for you guys? That's fine. First, I want to learn how did you get into the paranormal? Was it something you did at a young age, or how did you start the process of getting into the what we were, the paranormal? Well, as a child, I had a lot of experiences. I used to see a lot of things. Um, you know, it, it's not an easy subject to talk about because, you know, a lot of people will think you're crazy, you know, unless they experience their, their self. And, you know, a couple years ago on, um, I think it was uh, Route 5, I was driving back there uh, taking a friend home, and I just seen a Confederate soldier walk across the street. 12 o'clock at night, clear as day, my headlights shine through it, and I was like, wow, you know, um, that made me really want to pursue investigating it and showing people that this is real, you know, there there really is an afterlife after this. So, to, to farther into that, when, have you had, like, any kind of experiences before? Like, did you, like, when you were, when you were younger, or was just, like, the first time you saw this was the first time you actually saw anything? Uh, when I was younger, um, we stayed at a haunted place, um, and I kept waking up. It was something demonic messing with me. Um, I kept waking up at 3 in the morning. Things would cut on. I kept feeling something was watching me. Um I had the blankets pulled off me, you know, I would scream and cry to my mm-hmm. mom about it. And she didn't believe me for a while um, until she seen it with her own eyes. And she finally asked her roommate, you know, what's going on? And um, her roommate ended up being a witch and told us that she had summoned something in the living room where I was sleeping. My mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for feeling your sin. Yeah. Did she do it while you were there, or has she done has she done it before, like before you guys got there? 
type of thing. Yeah, before uh, we had got there, I just I kept having a lot of you know scary experiences. I, I would always wake up around three a.m. on the dot, and I just it, it just kept getting worse. And and the night that I ran in my mom's room, and like a little kid screaming and crying, is um. You know, I was paralyzed. I couldn't move. I seen a dark figure over me, and my blanket blanket slowly got pulled off of me. And, you know, it, it's not an easy thing to tell people these experiences, but, I, you know, it happened to me, so I, I'm going to tell it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, people hearing these experiences, maybe, you know, they, they're going through the same thing themselves. And they don't, they don't, uh, they don't know who they can talk to. Maybe they feel like, oh, I'm crazy. But maybe hearing your story will make them feel more comfortable about talking about it. Yes, I also had another experience. Um, I was doing homework, and um, in the middle of the night, and it was around the same time, three in the morning, um, just doing last minute stuff, and it was pouring out, raining dark um and i just kept feeling like something was watching me again and and then i heard three loud bangs on the front door and i was so scared but i I got up and i opened the door and it was just pouring raining out dark outside nobody was out there and i looked at the door and it was still cracking this door to this day from that night and um very scary experiences, you know, uh, things that are evil like to come knocking threes. Uh, you know, I just started doing a lot of research, studying parapsychology, you know, mm-hmm. 3 a.m., the witching hour. They believe that's the time Jesus Christ died. So that's them mocking the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you got to watch out for that. How about uh, you, Malcolm? How did, how did you get into the paranormal? Um, well, when I was little, we lived in a house with with some entities. And one night I woke up and the door was cracked open, but there was this dark figure in front of it. And you could clearly see the outline between the light and from the living room and then the darkness from what was standing there. And pretty much that which made me try to tag along with Lexi and join her. That's cool. It's cool when you, you yeah. try to figure out what was actually out there, you know, try to, you know, get some well, answers. Yeah. It was, it's scary, though, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's the truth, man. How about you, Corey? Uh, for me, for paranormal, at the beginning, it wasn't nothing. It was more and more like horror movies. I've seen those of everything, like especially for the beginning. But later on, I you know met up Lexi, became friends around like thirteen when we were thirteen and everything. And you know when I started being around her, I started seeing a lot of the stuff that she used to talk about, like like loud banging or anything, or like the radio turning on, and. Mostly when I started, you know, I always shrugged those off and coincidences and this and that. But really, it was two years ago that I've actually saw something that made me more curious that I always wanted to see again. 
had uh, death of close people come around me, and be, even before they passed, I remember just just sitting, playing the game, relaxing, and seeing like a woman in white just standing, well, not standing, sitting right across from me. And, you know, I looked and I was talking to my friends. I was like, dude, I thought I saw somebody. And, you know, I thought it was like the blanket that was near there. So moved the blanket. And right when, after I did that, you know, I'll go back to game and not thinking too much of it. But then I saw it again. And this time I stood still and noticed it was still there. And I just looked and saw it. And then she disappeared. It was a woman in white. And I, it surprised me really because I saw that and I was telling my relationship at the time about it and you know they just passed it off and it looked like somebody I knew and I remember trying to get in contact with that person I knew during a time and it it was just like I, I felt like it just looked like them for some reason and I tried everything talked to family their family or whatever but I kept them getting blown off and yeah it turned out like uh two weeks after that why well, it they passed and you know, I didn't think much of it until I started, you know, thinking that was a coincidence and then that somebody else passed and I always had that image of that girl in my head for a long time. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, I wanted to be closer to a little bit paranormal. So, you know, got caught up with talking to Lexi about it and everything <laughs> yeah. and wanted to see more because I've actually, you know, hearing like EVPs and hearing things and stuff, it's, you know, that's when I started thinking, huh, that is crazy that I'm not the you know, not the only one hearing it or trying to capture it on tape. So I know, hey, I heard that too. Not that much of a paranormal background until recently. (laughs) (laughs) When did you guys get together and start investigating? Um, I started Paranormal Visionary about a year ago and I've been slowly kind of doing it in my free time, and lately I've been trying to get more serious about it and uh, do more places because, you know, I've actually experienced these things more than the average person, and I just feel like things are drawn to me. So I feel like, you know, this is one of my callings in life, this in the medical field, um, investigating this stuff, proving to people that the paranormal is real, that the afterlife is real, and that's my ultimate goal. And, um, like, what what kind of places do each of you see to have on the team? You know, like, there's the tech person, and then there's, um, you know, like, the person who loves all the equipment, and using those, and then there's the person that, you know, goes off their own feelings and walks into a place and it's like, oh, shit, there's something in the corner. You know, where, <laughs> what are, what's your little niche there? Where do you fit in? Okay, I I would say that I do a, a little bit of it all. Like, I, I get the – I'm the main one that gets the feelings, though. Um, most of the time I, I do tell somebody to snap a picture when I get this yeah. uh, feeling of something around, um, I have somebody behind the scenes, Austin. He um, he's my tech guy. Like um, I do a lot of the video editing. He checks over me. Um, he helps me with the audio. Um, Corey he helps me look over the video footage and helps me with the editing. And um, 
Malcolm, it's kind of like a team effort. Malcolm helps me with my technology, too. Um, he, he's pretty smart. He knows how to work all the stuff with me because I've had to slowly invest into all the equipment, and I'm continuing to get better equipment as I go. Oh, yeah. Not cheap. Not cheap. God. Yeah. It a, a definitely sucks your money. It's a mm. funnel. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How about uh, you, Malcolm? Hello? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, so he was asking what you do for a part for the team. Oh, what do I do yeah, for like a part what's of your, the team? Yeah, what's your favorite thing to do? Cameraman. <laughs> oh, right. nice. Nice. Because um, I just feel like when certain – Certain things happen, and I get a feeling. I I catch it sometimes, right when it happens. That's that's all thing, man. That's, that's, that validation yeah. is always nice. It's good to have audio and visual. So, I've been using my my camera a lot more investigations too. So I know you get EVP. It's really great when you get on get it on video too. Yeah. How about you, Corey? Uh, me, uh, well, I don't know what Malcolm was saying about being cameraman because I'm pretty sure he's like the Daphne of the whole group, you know, <laughs> trying to cut some kind of good <laughs> or something. Because the guy lure him somehow. But uh, for me, I I just like to, you know, get the points of interest and you know have certain feelings and you know take whatever anybody says for lore. I like to like even when I heard about how the cabin was, I started look, you know, looking back into the papers for it or how Randy did and everything like that. Um, I would say that I'm more of the, you know, just trying to be the middle person of, you know, the so- how the whole social thing goes. <laughs> like, I want to try to make sure even the cameras are editing videos will look pretty nice when they get put out. And also, if we see anything in the cameras, like, that would be also perfect. And also, the fun part of looking through footage of a camera staring blankly at a wall hoping that maybe oh, paint yeah. will start to dry. Yes, Lord. That's and then get Yeah, that, that definitely <laughs> takes patience and no dose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going back and, and you think it's something yeah, with a random instance, like, oh, it's not that. <laughs> you listen to, like, five hours of, of like, audio to hear one person say, Hi. And that's it. And you're like, oh, my God. You <laughs> and it yeah. turns out somebody yeah. farted next to you. Yeah. We were looking at the um, videos just the other day. And so I swear, when you see your friends just randomly there, when you point the camera and you see, like, them, like, a, you know, a night vision shadow of them, you just jump out every single second. <laughs> I kept on doing that. I felt bad. I was like, dang, why, why am I jumping like it's a horror movie? <laughs> <laughs> It's a great feeling though when you get that when you get that one piece of evidence like yeah it's completely like awesome. Yeah, I, I love the shot factor for it and everything, especially when you're the person when you're the one who caught it and you didn't realize it at that moment and it just makes you jump and it, like you're freaked out but excited at the same time. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, please take me to dinner, ghost. I want to make this more happen. How, what can we do? Yes, please. Please, I'll teach <laughs> you. Come on, let's, let's do this. <laughs> So, uh, what are your like favorite pieces of equipment to use? Um, 
the Spirit Box, and I like the Xbox 360 cam. Um, the reason I like the Xbox 360 cam is because when I was younger, I used to play the games, you know, the little dance games and stuff, and mm-hmm. I just remember as a kid, you know, telling my mom, why is it picking up figures that aren't there? And then coming to find out years later, you know, um, Ghost Hunter started using it to track figures and pick things up. And I think that's a very authentic evidence right there. It's actually one of my favorite equipments to use. The ghosts were wanting to play Xbox, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they were. They just dance. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it pretty much mapped out the the figure for you. Like it picks it, how it picks up your figure. It, it maps up yeah. uh, their figure. <laughs> you think it's or, malfunctioning? What, You're like, what the heck? Why is there? You know. Yeah, but it's. I don't think it's malfunctioning. <laughs> no, That's no. What people now we like know. to think it's doing. <laughs> I do exactly. like the uh, voice recorder too. Yeah, I've gotten lots of good evidence with the voice recorder. How about you, We Bobby? got um, We got um, the spirit box. We got a, a lot of good answers out of it at the uh, cabin. Uh, we, got, we kept getting Randy's name repeatedly. Um, I believe uh, Melissa talked to us at one point because um, – she kept it kept being a, like a female voice saying Randy, and then uh, my brother Malcolm was taking a nap out in my truck. Uh, I won't say he was spooked out. <laughs> and um, we were at the house investigating. You know, and um, the uh, spirit box said, uh, "Where's Malcolm?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It, it said it clear as day. I have that one on video. It said, "Where's Malcolm?" That's amazing. The female voice, yeah. We get lot, get a, we get a lot of intelligent responses in the uh, in the rancher um, from like asking about you know what happened and Randy and stuff like that. So they 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 know what's going on over there. Yeah, we had some evil entity, I believe. Um, pretending to be Randy because at one point because we at like as we were investigating we were trying to figure out what had happened to Randy at that point we didn't know that he was um still alive and released from jail um last year I believe it was you said it was recently and um it it was like two years ago yeah and it, it just, because uh, I asked, I said, uh, why did you do this to Melissa? And it just grunted and laughed out of the spirit box. Just, I don't even know how to describe We got that on video, too, just this gruntle, evil laugh um, in the room where we caught figure in the window, actually. And we kept getting um, 66.6 Fahrenheit. Now, I don't know if that's a coincidence or what we kept getting it on the peak meter constantly it was staying at well, that degree we'll we'll get into that 
and we'll get we're gonna get into that. Cause I want to ask you more questions about about the picture. But as far as like, where else have you guys investigated? What what other places have you guys been? And what kind of what kind of stuff have you gotten in those in those other locations? Um, we're still fairly new. Uh, we went our first big place uh, was in Leesburg on uh, King Street. It had um, three cemeteries in close proximity to it. One of them was older than the United States itself. Um, we got a lot of evidence there. The house was built in 1811, and it, I believe that house was inhabited by several or more spirits. Um, it was just constant. Um, Dr. Molinar went to us with that one, in fact. Um, he was surprised. He said, I found a gold mine with that one. Not many people have investigated um, that house. That house had a Civil War hospital across the street from it there was a also um, an insane asylum abandoned insane asylum i gated a little bit as well too um and that place i can honestly say um was the scariest place for me the insane asylum yeah when you say insane, insane asylum i don't think you know happiness and rainbows <laughs> you know, that's, you just you get scared just think, just thinking about it. Well, so what happened uh, in the insane asylum that that well, affected you so much? Well, they didn't give us candy. Well, my cover photo is actually the um, background for one of the things I had caught there. I just felt the most overwhelming strongest feeling I've ever felt in my life was something stalking and watching us and I was freaking out my crew member he's like look I want to go you need to stop saying this I said look I'm scared too I just we didn't even stay for long this place I said uh, you know I just feel like something's watching me and I you know I snapped the photo where I felt it watching and I had got this thing crouching down in the picture looking at us like a misty figure with um eyes and it did not look human um also uh, one of my team members my ex-team members made a mistake of urinating outside there and um we heard something come up out of nowhere growling and it jumped him out of his skin uh i said that i said you were probably urinating in the wrong spot <laughs> i think you were seeing stuff already <laughs> and we kept uh, my peak meter there. It kept fluctuating. It would fluctuate from 20 degrees to 100 and something degrees. Um, it, it, it was definitely the one of the scariest places uh, I've been to. So where was the Athena Asylum? Um, we probably weren't supposed to be there, but it was a. Uh, abandoned in petersburg uh the old central state building and um i got you i can well, yeah i can say I that uh, the, i can see why people podcast. don't go there <laughs> that's crazy that's yeah you're gonna get like EVPs and stuff from there or did you how long, oh, yeah, you, so how long were you gonna spend there girl. yeah that's sad when you get a little girl someplace like that 
Yeah, she she was telling us that uh, we should leave there. Um, she said stay away from him. Uh, it was clear as day. I think she was talking about the figure that I felt stalking us and taking a picture of because whatever it was, if it was ever human, it uh, definitely felt very heavy. Mm-hmm. And it, it scared me, which is very hard to do. It scared me a lot. Wow. So how about, like, the, the rest? Of how, what kind of experiences have they had? You said how, what kind of experiences um, the rest like of my Malcolm team's had? Like Malcolm and Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, got you want to tell them what you experienced at the cabin? Or any kind of past experience? Um, well, I actually... In the cabin, we were me and Corey both experienced something with the spirit box. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Corey denies it, but it happened. And we was I think in the back room, right when you walk in, and there was this window just in front of us, and we're speaking, and we're like, "All right, who's here?" It's like look over, and then it says window, and then it says us. And that's when me and Corey decided to get out that room that's when and we run back to Lexi. <laughs> Any before? You don't have any uh Do you? Oh, okay. Passing on to Corey. Uh, for me, uh, for, you know, with Lexi and everything, um, one little neat one I thought was up in a neighborhood of um, around Seven Pines, I think that was. around. It was a buddy of mine's house, and I was staying a night there. And I remember they talked about, like, how some people from the war were staying, like, at their place way back in the day. And they, they were always talked about because I was like, I could stay the night. They were just like, are you sure? Because people get uncomfortable because of the closet. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, what's going on with the closet? And they were just like, oh, well, there's this uh, – Apparently, there was a little girl that used to be here and, and everything, and I guess the parents were so nice or anything, and she used to lock herself in there, and people say that they're, when they're near the closet, you know, they feel, like, sadness or anything like that, and this was way before, you know, me thinking of paranormal anyways, and I was like, eh, yeah, sure, why not? Why don't I want to sleep there? I mean, you got your clothes in there, and they don't look that bad, so I should be fine for the night. Well... I do remember when I started sleeping there, I think my it was either my head going on about it or not, but <laughs> I started feeling, like, kind of uncomfortable, and, and I remember just feeling like something, like, hopped on the bed, and I thought, oh, it must be, like, a cat or whatever, and I'm like, wait, they don't have a cat, so, you know, I'm looking at them, and I was like, eh, it must have been, like, my legs, the covers, but um, I started looking at the closet a little bit more, and I was like, Ugh, you know, getting that, that kind of, I guess that supernatural urge, like maybe this is my moment that I could feel unique. <laughs> She'll really disregard those, but you know, you're like, eh, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't tell that. <laughs> so you know, I, I you, only, you only live once, right? <laughs> yeah, either that, you live once, or you're gonna live with them in a second. <laughs> but uh, I I go up to the closet and I remember like saying, hey. I don't know who you are and stuff, but, I mean, if you want to talk, you can, you can talk, you can chill or whatever. And, you know, 
night silent, don't hear anything. And I remember just putting my hand in there, and I was like, dang, it's cold in here. But, you know, I didn't know about, hey, things get cold if something's there. So, you know, I was peeking my head in there. I was looking through the clothes, and I remember so subtly uh, a sound of a music box playing. And it had, like, a nice little tone going on. And I was just like, wow. I was thinking that, oh, maybe something in other rooms like that. But, no, it, it was just playing. And I remember just getting kind of closer a little bit to the floor. And it was just, like, in the corner that I could hear it. And right during that time, I felt something, like, like touch my hand and stuff. And, you know, I kind of jerked away. I was like, what the? <laughs> you know, like, what the? Something touched me. But, you know, I, I just thought, oh, I could be Jagged Sleeve. I remember after just hearing the song, I just felt kind of uncomfortable. I felt kind of, you know, just feeling this loneliness a little bit and just uncomfortable. And I do remember being the big guy I am, calling my mom and telling her, hey, mom, uh, you can come get me. I don't feel like staying here no more. <laughs> and, you know, are you kidding me? Really? It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Probably around that round up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, all my buddies, they're getting ready to do something else. I don't really want to go with them. Can you do it? So, you know, doing that whole charm of, you know, you love me, mommy. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I remember leaving there. And I was like, and I remember telling the mother about it. And she said, yeah, that you can hear like a music box and stuff that they have in there. Because she's like, she don't own any of that. You can hear songs. So, yeah, <laughs> that's probably the first chance of, hey, <laughs> I can hear Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. Music boxes are creepy, you know, on their own. But when you hear a music box that's not supposed to be there, then it's really creepy. Yeah, that that was one of the powerful ones. That, that actually stayed a while, and I remember just keeping my head in there, just, you know, subtly listening to it for a second before, you know, getting touched. Because, you know, I thought that was interesting, you know, because I thought, oh, wow, and I didn't know if it was there or not. Mm. <laughs> wow. So let's let's get into uh, some of your experiences at at the cabin. Um, I want to talk about that, that picture. When when you guys took that picture, uh, first explain explain what happened. So just people don't know, and uh, and like set the scene. How the picture was taken. You know what 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 you guys have been doing before then. Uh, how you guys were feeling anything if that if that uh will help like i don't know make it you know, tell the story about what happened okay um like i said when we got the 66.6 fahrenheit reading off my peak meter um that was after uh we had taken that picture because we had discovered that picture that night um and was creeped out about it. I, I tell my crew to take as many pictures as possible. I tell them if they feel like something there is there, most likely take a picture. That's what I would tell the audience, too. If you feel like something's there, take a picture, because you, you might discover you're right. Because <laughs> we all mm-hmm. have that, and most people just don't know they have it. But um, the picture we we happened to be going back over there and we were just happened to take a picture of it as we were walking over so i just feel like maybe they whoever it was or whatever it was was looking out the window at us as we were walking over to the rancher and um that's when we went in there and and got um those readings in there so 
it's definitely creepy. I, I definitely feel like it was staring at us out the window. <laughs> so I, I show the pictures to, to a lot of people, and it, and it's a lot of people are like, well, it's tough. It could be paradoyal. And, you know, I'm trying to what, – what, when you first saw it, what was your initial impression of it? Well, see, the paranormal and coincidence kind of coincide. And, you know, how much can you call something a coincidence? You know, like when you're getting activity. And, you know, people are definitely, you know, entitled to their opinions. And I personally believe that it is a figure standing there looking at us out the window, especially the readings that we were getting in Randy's room where the figure was, I I definitely believe that it was a darker entity helping Randy along, you know, influencing him in that. It was more of a setup to even begin into the house that Randy did that to begin with. Because after the photo, like during the photo of taking it, you know, we were taking pictures because of what Malcolm already previously discussed was like we were getting like the like the off the sound box of something talking to us and say, even saying my name and getting us to a window. We thought, you know, this would be time and everything. So, you know, taking the pictures around and, you know, for the photo, it kind of drove us to actually, you know, to investigate the room because we thought, hey, it's, if something's waiting there for us, let's go check it out while it wants to see us. Yep. <laughs> so, Pretty much, yeah. So we kind of just took the lead and tried to go up into the room as much as we can, try to sit up in the areas that we wanted to, like, get the most notice from. And, and even for me, for even that room, just felt like it was a, a uncomfortable place a little bit. Another thing I would like to point out is a lot of the pictures, you know, we caught orbs in there, you know, people – could say it's whatever, bugs or whatever, but, you know, like I said, coincidence or paranormal, you know, like in that same picture we took with the figure in the window, it was an orb on the building in the same picture, and that's what, because we didn't even notice the figure in the window until we happened to look at the orb, and then we zoomed yeah. in more at the window after we seen the orb on the building. And that's yeah, when we at, noticed it. I'm looking at the picture now, and for me, I'm, I I don't know what could have caused it, like, to be so distinct. You know, I mean, it, it just felt like it was something, you know, it's, just trying to draw us in, more noticeable. Like, yeah. it felt like a good kind of night of, like, something was, you know, around there. And we wanted to have a starting point. So, you know, we, of course, we were goofing around having a start-up time or whatever and talking. And then when we started getting, like I said, activity, it made us draw to, like, hey, we want to check this place out. And even for me, even being in that room of, you know, holding a camera, trying to take pictures, like, my phone even has, like, a simple little face track. And I even remember when taking pictures of, my, you know, them, and I remember just getting, like, a quick face track and going close to it. I, you know, it's, I heard things and it was just weird. It was short instances that, you know, was not noticed by a video camera and then they're catching one that was noticed. So even if it's, you know, pure coincidence and, you know, it just led us to go in there. 
to find other there's, opportunities that we had. There's something different about that house compared to uh, or the cabin. You know, definitely. the cabin is definitely more welcoming, more warm, more comfortable than uh, than the rancher is. And yeah, they, they have I, I caught definitely. someone watching you. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, you guys, uh, uh, <laughs> so you guys, you guys have got a, a YouTube channel. Um, what kind of stuff can you can, will they will the people be able to find on your on your channel? Well, I'm uh, working on getting the video together. Like I said, uh, we've been um, we looked over the evidence in really good detail last night, and I already have an idea how the video is going to go um, when people do view it, and I post it because I, I posted some pictures tonight that um, anybody's listening. The pictures we talked about is on my page and on yours as well. Mm-hmm. Um, on Facebook and uh, the video evidence that we got um, the voice phenomenon uh, was shocking like I said we had two distinctive voice phenomenon that's going to be I'm really excited to watch the video you guys of, you know, of, of all your all the stuff you've, you've captured out there. the whole surroundings uh, the, the cabin the rancher and the woods. So all that is uh, going to be on the video. Um, the us and Randy's room is going to be in the video. Um, we got a lot of responses from the spirit box. It's going to be on the video. Um, and we also got a lot of things in the video shooting by uh, orbs in the video. That's also going to be there as well. And, we would like to, you know, even when you see videos, if anybody notices anything, we would like to be called out on it. And if we mm-hmm. say something like a spirit orb, y'all can, you know, debunk it. We want it to be, you know, purely real. We want to know, like, yeah. hey, yeah, that's that. But we will also explain because that's the only way you can make it real if you, you know, take on our own things about it as well. And that's a great attitude to have, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's all about, it's all about learning, you know, and, and, uh, you try to put up, put out the best product as possible. Help the help the public learn about the paranormal. Yeah, exactly. Like that's how we want to try to put it out, especially like on the YouTube channel when we start getting better. We want to try to do places that you know nobody usually has done or thought about, and try to get you know people's interest for like our own style for it. We want to you know go probably see something that was unique like a mansion or then you know maybe see find something like a open area like they had a old burial ground for it because we want to just you know experience to see what things are and then you know probably get our own people that want to be interested in it to go there and then you know get that moment where oh wait we might not want to do this this is kind of stressful <laughs> and then they hear people like us be like oh come on it's all good because so wait, one, go on. So when you guys are uh, when you guys are about to do an investigation, how do you how do you approach an investigation? Like when you think of like, well, this is this going to be good for our channel type of thing, or like what what kind of like what are you looking for 
as far as places to investigate? I I like uh, places that are unique. Like I, I was looking at this um, cavern, considering it as my next place. But I also like to look at the history of the place and and the facts of a place, the battles that occurred there, um, because that stuff gets left behind. That energy. So I love to know the history of places before I go as well. That's probably that's a good It'll idea. It'll give us the insight. Mhm. Have you guys ever like thought about doing like private cases, or are you going more into like doing the the public? Sure, both. Uh, like I said, you know, we're still new. Um, what I'm most experienced at is my ex- previous experience with the paranormal so like you know when I'm looking for a new place I kind of look at the pictures and like I'll get you know feelings about the place and stuff and you know we kind of get together and and, um, do it in our free time when we can but Mm -hmm. we'd like to like I said this year I've kind of been wanting to do it more and more so so as far as like what what does the feature hold for the for the paranormal visionary? What, what where do you see your team going? Um, we're gonna continue um, to post videos and investigate in our free time, and if it becomes our main thing, then I plan on doing bigger places outside of Virginia, uh, more haunted, well-known places. Mm, that's awesome. How how can uh, getting close to the end of the show here? How how can people like get in touch with you guys? Um, through they can view our stuff on YouTube. If they want to see pictures, they can go to our Facebook that isn't viewed on uh, YouTube. They can contact us through our Facebook page, Paranormal Visionary, and message us. We we would love to get messages. We definitely would check out a place if somebody messaged us. Um, that's our thing. So, well, you guys aren't far. So we're doing our we're doing our Christmas event at the cabin in, on December 11th. If you want to come out, bring a toy, and uh, for this, <laughs> we bring we we, uh, we donate. We donate all of our all. We do a toy drive. We donate all the toys to uh, Toys for Tots here in uh, yeah in in Mechanicsville. So the only the only thing you have to do to get in or to help come out come out is uh, bring a twenty five dollar unwrapped toy and it'll go to the Toys for Tots. We can have a Marine come and pick them up and stuff. So we'd love to have you guys come back out to the cabin. It's December 11th, and uh, we would we'll love to be, be there. You know, yeah, come on out. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna it's gonna be. I'm not sure if we're gonna be able to get into the brick house because there are there's another another uh, business moving in there. Um, they started Uh-oh. the process. Yeah, um, but you know we still have the cabin in the woods. It might be cold, so you know dress for that, but. Um, you be able to meet everyone from like crop, and hopefully we'll have more people come out and join us 
So I think you'll, you think you'll have a good time. Definitely. We can definitely so. arrange to be out. That sounds like something we would be interested in doing. That place out there deserves more than one night. That's a another issue. I would love to come out there um, in the future again and investigate and, and, and probably do two nights. That place deserve, definitely deserves more than one night of investigating. Well, I'm glad you guys got such awesome evidence while you were while you were out there, and I'm glad the spirits were were good to you guys. For the most part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm about to, about you're almost done with the interview. I want to ask you what each of you what is your uh, what's your favorite part about being in the paranormal. Actually, for me, it would actually probably be testing my limits and stuff. I mean, I'm usually a big scaredy cat, so, you know, pushing forward, the, you know, seeing out of my comfort zone, noticing, like, how, how other things, events that can be a part of this world, seeing, you know, things that are unique in a way for it. And that's one thing that I, I pretty enjoy for myself and doing this, like, you know, learning new stuff. I mean, the technology is fun. I mean, you get you actually get unique stuff that you usually don't see nowhere else. Because, <laughs> and for Malcolm, what about you, bud? <laughs> for me, it's you never know what you're gonna get when you dive into a subject like this. So it's kind of a mystery, a mystery box every time. How about you, Lexi? Lexi. For me. It you know experiencing it is one thing, but getting that concrete piece of evidence while you experience it is the big thing for me. Yeah, that's awesome. That you know those are great. Those are great. Uh, those are great things. What uh do you have you guys have like a paranormal bucket list? What's your fate what's your like dream location? <laughs> dream location. Oh man. <laughs> I don't top, know, maybe top walk top up. three. Top three top dream three. locations. Okay. <laughs> top three top locations of where I would say the place I was interested in, uh, because I was looking at a couple places out of state, uh was this cemetery in Georgia that was very haunted, that the security guard was getting a lot of evidence and footage. He was very scared to go there. He would get a lot of calls there at night. I'm trying to remember the name of the cemetery. It's very famous. I'm sure you could look it up. Um, Another place would be in um, New Orleans, that's very haunted over there. Um, there's this particular house um, where the slave owner was very vicious to her slaves, um, and the people back in the day felt sorry for them. Like it, it was very haunted. Nobody stays in that house. It's always for sale. And a third one I was interested in um, is the Gettysburg Battlefield. That's a big one to me um, because that was a very big battle, and I've seen a lot of footage because I can mostly tell what's fake and what's real. 
And mm-hmm. a lot of the footage I've seen from there looked real to me. So I feel like there's a lot of residual energy left from that battlefield. So I'm interested in that as well. Yeah, I bet Gettysburg is a big one. That's uh, that's definitely on a lot of people's bucket list for sure. We got like four minutes left, so let's uh, let's hear from the rest of the fellas. Okay, uh, I'll probably go for this one. Uh, probably the three things or something. I mean, I guess someone with dolls. I hate dolls. I don't like them looking at me. I think, but I always wanted to try to do that. <laughs> you know, you got to tell yourself, you're a pimp, you're a pimp. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. get through it, but. But yeah, that would be a one good one. Uh, another one, uh, I probably would love a haunted place that was, you know, like maybe hotel wise, because I like that hotel theme. Yeah, like something that you know has that feeling, like yeah, people been there and then something happened with it and stuff. I feel like that's unique. Uh, third one, I would say it's got to be an asylum. Like I feel like there's more emotions with that one. Like if I find one and whatever, and you know the ones that just you want to stay away. Because you can feel it that it's not supposed to be. Just leave it alone. <laughs> I would suggest go, going. I would suggest going and checking out St. Albans. That's a good. That's a good location. You get a chance. You get a chance to go out there. I've been out there a few times. I Ooh. think you'd like that. Yeah, I, I try to hold back the tears. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daddy. All right, my, Malcolm. What about you, bud? Um, three locations. I'll probably have the Conjuring House as one of mine because I watch the movies and you know it's just a curiosity to go there and experience. And then probably the Shanley Hotel because it has a lot of energy there that resides, and a lot has happened over there for the past over the past years. And let's see the third. I don't know. You don't know? Oh, the mystery. That's even better. Depends. If I find something different. I don't know, like a... Something scary, though. Taco Bell. <laughs> There's no toilets. You just got... That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's frightening right there. Man. <laughs> well, well, guys, we've got about a minute left, so I'm going to go ahead and and sign off before we get cut off here. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Hopefully you guys will be able to make it come down in December for our uh, investigation. You know, hopefully you'll be able to get into the rancher. You know, I'm not sure what's going on with that, but the cabin will, will be available. And of course, and we've got the woods and stuff. And like I said, we'd love to have you. And uh, yeah, thank you, thanks again for coming on. We appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Yes. You treat me well. Love it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. 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 All right. Good night. Good night. <laughs>